0: Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max. Summertime. Oh boy, summertime. Lots of fond memories, huh? I've got them too. And I'll tell you what, summertime is when I, as a young man is when I learned a lot about life. You know, life lessons come everywhere, every day. But they start, or started I should say, when I was a young man. Oh boy, well, it all starts with my parents, right? <laughs> okay, time to get your minds out of the gutter now my summer hand jobs really mean the manual labor that i did and performed as a hard working young man in the summers between school school leaves out in june early early june late may for me you know i've worked for 3 months it's kind of odd because my parents, when I was younger, my parents were like, you have to go to work. I come from a really redneck family, okay? We are hardworking. We are blue collar. You could call it whatever you want. Redneck, blue collar, hillbilly. I don't care what you call it. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me. That's where I learned all that is really necessary in life as far as a work ethic. And it's all because i got great parents, you know? They made me work. Wasn't, you know, you're not going to go out. This is back before the internet. This was back before, you know, there were a whole lot of things to entertain yourself with. Where I grew up, we had three stations on television. It doesn't matter. This summertime, when I was a young man, formed the man I am today. I'm so happy about it. Right. And again, my mom would say, Yep, it's time for you to go to work, Max. Well, all the time, as you may or may not remember from my past podcasts, we have. A business, an LP gas business where we would deliver gas to people's homes to cook on, to heat your water, to heat your houses, all that kind of stuff. That was that was just a side thing. You had to go have a job of some type in my parents' family, in my parents' imagination, I guess. In their what wisdom, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So a couple things led to this, right? First of all, it was my mom and dad's, you know, mantra, work 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 and do it well and do it hard and make some money the problem is when you're a young guy and you live in a town where you know it's a really small town there were 75 people in my town and that was a when people weren't dying and moving off you know uh that's an average so there were no real like the handyman there are people who could build a house. There's people who could, you know, put your septic system in, there were people who had backhoes or people who had cranes or people who had pickup trucks and dump trucks. But there was no like, I need this goofy little manual labored thing done. Well guess what? That's where Max comes in. Max was the man. I started about twelve years old. And the reason I say I'm twelve, I I, I don't know for sure, but the reason I'm saying I'm twelve is because I remember the the first job that this really that I can remember doing that my mother volunteered me for. Uh, I rode my mini bike. What's a mini bike? Oh, it's a lawnmower engine strapped onto two wheels and a, and a bicycle frame. And it's nothing glorious here. Uh, you pull it with a ripcord just like you pull a lawnmower to start it if you have a manual start lawnmower these days. Anyways, mom would sign me up, but I, she wouldn't sign me up. People would call her and say, hey, look, you got a 12 year old boy, you a big strapping fella. I need some work done. Well, right away, mom's like, sure, here we go. The problem is, is mom never told them you should pay them. There was never any negotiation of price. Oh man. So yeah, I was working, but it was all, you know, free. I just show up, work, leave, you know, maybe you want to feed me, you know, I'm 12, you know, maybe slip me a beer here or there, you know, they never did, but you know, I was hoping. Now, let me let me take your daughter out for a date. No, that never happened either. But you know, even though you tried, oh yeah, that's has got working, you know, don't date him. Uh, whatever. Anyways, I have to tell you that all of this free labor, the the handyman of the 75 person town, really taught me a, a life lesson about you need to give back to the people who need it. Now that I look back on it, the people that I was working for. That my mother and father would would ask me, not ask me, would tell me I had to go work for. These people had no means; they didn't have any money, they didn't they had nothing. But they needed help. And this was my my parents' way of saying, "Look, son, get out there and do it." It was a good feeling. Maybe now I feel grateful about. It. Then I was whining and moaning and bitching about life, and you know, you can imagine what a twelve year old does. Okay, so let's move on to, I'm a little bit older. I'm still riding my mini bike, but I'm a little bit older, okay? I don't don't remember how old I was. But I'm still living at home with my parents and my brother and um, Coffee Cup calls up. That's this guy's name. I don't know his real name, his name's Coffee Cup. Calls up my parents, gets my mother. Remember, we're we're operating a business out of our house too. So we have one phone coming into the house. Uh, For a while, it was a party line. You know what a party line is? Check out that puppy, that's a lot of fun. I'm not gonna talk about that, it's kind of out of the scope here. But, so Coffee Cup calls up my mom, and, and Coffee Cup, Cup was one of our customers from the LP gas scenario. She thought he was calling for, you know, need to, you know bring me a tank of gas, whatever. And in fact, he was asking if I would go to work for him. Now, this is one of my very first paying jobs. I mean, big money, you know, it's not like you do something for your family, they flip you a quarter and you go can buy a bag of chips and a soda. Back then, you could anyways. Um, this was like real money for me. I mean, this was, this was, you know, I was making some money. So Coffee Cup, you know, mom says, hey, look, you got to go do this. And you got to talk to him about how much to pay. Because this guy was not destitute. He was not in dire need. He had, he had a few bucks to rub together. Not a millionaire, just like the rest of us living in town. We had a few bucks. What do I do? I go up to Coffee Cup's house and we talk about price. Now, I wasn't a shrewd businessman at this point in time yet, but he, you know, Coffee Cup says, hey, look, I want to pay you by the hour. I'll pay you 50 cents an hour. Wow, that was a lot of money to me. Remember, back then, a quarter would buy you a a small bag of potato chips and a 16-ounce soda with a returnable bottle and a cap you had to use a bottle opener on to get off. All right, that's a lot of money. 50 cents an hour? Whew. Whew. And I could work however long I wanted to. Uh, I could work any day of the week, and including weekends, except for Sunday. I couldn't work on Sundays. So, what am I doing? That's the next topic of conversation. Well, maybe I should have asked that first before I agreed to doing it. I was going to build a fence. Now, this guy had horses. He had a little horse barn, and I'm talking a little, like the size of two or three utility sheds all right i'm not talking about like a barn you put 40 horses in i'm talking about you get one horse in this barn it's way over full um so anyways i you know i learned about horses man i i learned about a lot of things and and coffee cup worked with me actually a lot of the time you want to make sure i was doing it right in the beginning so we're going to build this fence so fence post had yeah fence post listen to me coffee cup had went out and cut all this lumber, all these trees down. Um, they were locust trees, locust trees, okay? And the reason they were locust was because evidently, at least in his mind, they withstood the weather better than any other wood at the time. There was no pressure treated lumber at this time. There was none of that, you know. The best thing you could hope for was like a telephone pole that was soaked in creosote, which is not really good for the environment. Uh, but he didn't have those. He got all the same size, Trees about the same diameter and cut them to length and had them laying there in a pile. And they'd been laying there for a while. They had the bark on them. So the first thing I did is I peeled the bark off of 5 million fence posts. Okay, this fence post is probably six and a half, seven feet long. Uh, maybe a bit longer than that, maybe like 8 feet because we sunk. Again, I don't know. There was a measurement. He had a stick. You know, you dug a hole this deep, you know, so the stick was in the hole and then you... That was all the hole you needed to dig. But we put, had to pour all these fence posts in. It took me, I don't know, three weeks maybe to just to peel the bark off of these things. Then the hard part started. I thought that was the hard part. Then we had to go out and dig holes. Now, we had laid this thing out, you know, and, okay, we're going to, the posts are going to be so many feet apart, and this is going to be the shape of the thing, and there's going to be a gate here, and, you know, the the horse barn is going to be there, and, yeah, I, I just learned a lot about this is the way it has to be for a horse. You know, this is what a horse sees. I don't remember all of it, but I remember there's a horse, you know, you get on the left side, you don't get on the right side. It didn't have a saddle, that kind of stuff. Yeah, grab the grab the mane and whale your leg up on it. And that's I've, I've learned about horses and and, and and so forth and so on, right? But I also really learned a valuable lesson about building a fence. So once we had the fences posts. Once we had the fence posts in, then we just strung wire. You know, I learned how to to put wire around the fence posts. I learned how to tire, tie wire when it came to an end. I learned how to make the wire loop around the fence post on the corner, right? And put corner braces in on the wooden fence posts. Lots of things. I learned how to build a fence, man, that whole summer. I was maybe 14 at best. I didn't have a driver's license. I still drive my mini bike, so I, I couldn't have been 16. Yeah. Learned how to build a fence. Good stuff, good stuff, right? Life lessons, I didn't know that at the time. I saw 50 cents an hour. I saw, you know, what, eight hours, that's four bucks a day, five days a week. That's 20 bucks. My Lord. I did have a conversation with Coffee Cup years, not years later, but time after sometime after this by the way the fence today what is it probably well, I'm, I'm probably 50 plus years later the fence is still there it's still standing pretty proud of it I'm, I the last next time I go by it uh, I gotta get back to my hometown I, I should actually stop and see if the pe- fence posts themselves are still in the ground um, I can see it as I drive by but what I'm getting at is you know I hadn't learned about the negotiations of life. We know, but I know that about now as an adult. But Coffee Cup said, You know, I'm really glad I was going to pay you per fence post. And there were several hundred, I don't know, like five, six hundred fence posts. He's like, Oh, I was going to pay you like $2 a fence post to, you know, peel them, put them in the ground, and then, you know, pay you by the hour to string around it with the wire. I guess it would have been, I don't know. He did the numbers. I don't know what it was. Let's say it was like, you know, $700 for as many fence posts that we had to put in the ground. And he ended up paying me like, I don't know, 20 bucks a week for, for uh, he probably paid me $250, $300 for the whole summer. I, I don't know what it was. But the numbers worked out in his favor for sure when he paid me by the hour. So things now, if it, you know, lessons learned, right? Lessons learned. Did I learn anything? Sure, I did. I learned how to build a fence and learned how to ride a horse bareback. And I learned how to feed a horse and learn you don't step on the road apples. Okay. Well, this whole fence building thing. It's kind of a kind of a weird thing in my life. Again, I'm not even 16 years old yet. So my grandfather, my grandfather, was one of 18 children, 17 boys and one girl. Well, my dad is older than his uncle. Okay. So the last child that was born to my grandfather's family was born after my grandfather had my father. Wrap your head around that for just a minute. This is the family dynamic we're talking about. Okay. This guy he owned a bar. Okay. And listen, it's a town of 75 people. There weren't even enough people in this town to have a real bar. So what'd they do? They had well, actually, there was there was already a bar existing. It had been there since the 30s. My uncle, on my my great uncle on my other side of the family, on my grandmother's side of the family, owned that bar. More to come about bars and my family, but, anyways, so this uncle had a bar that uh, was was uh, in the next town down the road, and it was uh, you know the town was about the same size, and he decided no one. This is this is my interpretation, not sure. Okay, that just happened, you know, but he decided, he was a businessman, just like my grandfather. He decides that he wants to build a new bar. He wants to build it in our hometown, where he grew up, and I'm, I grew up. Somehow, his bar in the other town caught on fire, and he got paid an insurance policy, or insurance money from it. We all say that he lit the fire intentionally, but we don't know. Okay, no, he never said. So, Anyways, he commences to building a bar in the town where we currently reside. Well, he lived a property. Now, when I talk about properties, okay, when I was building the fence post for Coffee Cup, his property was was probably 15, 20 acres. And the next property was probably about the same size. And then there was my great-uncle, my great-uncle's property, which was the original homestead of my great-great-grandfather and grandmother. So this is where my great-uncle had grown up. It's where my grandfather grew up. Well, that house had burnt down, and they had remodeled the barn, which is a huge barn, and that's where he lived. But he saw me working, putting a fence post in for coffee cup, and he decided he wanted to have a fence at his bar. One thing leads to another. Okay? Okay. I'm contracted to put a fence in. This time, I'm smart about it. I charge them by the post. And this is my great uncle. This is not coffee cup, but I learned a lesson. I learned how to negotiate, right? Again, summer jobs, man, they teach you a lot. I'm now, I'm like 14 or 15. I'm I'm lear- learning how to negotiate with a family member, with an extended family member, if you wanna say, right? So we're, we're haggling around about what the price is gonna be. And we come up with a price and you know, he's he's impressed. Let's just say that, right? Because I'm not just some you know wet dish towel that does anything anybody tells me to do. So I put the fence line in, or, and it was small. I mean, I worked three months putting the other fence in. This fence I put in in a week. You know, it was it was really small. I mean, it wasn't you know 40 feet long maybe. Um, and it was a split rail fence, it was a little bit different kind of fence. But anyways, I put it in. Rode my minibike bike every day. Rode my bitty bike. You know up to the other side of town and got off, worked, went home, ate. Now, he had a bar. He was my uncle. And let's just say uh, one of the things I learned was really how to drink hard liquor. You know, you go in the back room and, hey, how you doing, son? Uh, What do you want? You hungry? You want something to eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you didn't have a choice of what you got. You know, he handed you a burger or whatever. Never gave me a salad. He always handed me some type of meat or protein. Once in on a blue moon, there was a beer. Once in on a blue moon, there was this little sh- jigger glass, no ice in it, with this dark brown liquid in it. That's where I learned to drink hard liquor, I guess. It was good. I liked it. Right. So, you know, he's he's working inside the, the bar. There's a restaurant in the bar or a place to serve food, wherever it is. It was all good, man. So time passes. I finish that, leave, and you know my mom and my mom and father do not drink. Did not drink. Uh, my mother made my father promise to stop drinking when they got married, or she would not marry them. Okay, so alcohol was not part of my life at home, within at least within the property bounds. I still drank. Anyways, um, so my great uncle also owns a water company. Now, this family owned a lot of stuff, okay? You know, airplanes and gas stations and, you know, trucking companies. And this guy owned a water company. This town was a different town from where his original bar was. It was another town, I don't know, maybe 10 miles from, from our hometown. But he owned the water company. He had the water rights to it. Well... I don't know why I was. I don't remember why if they ever told me, but they decided they're going to replace pipe or add pipe on to get more customers or whatever. So this is the owner of the water company, and myself. Right, we go to lay in pipe. Right, if you've never laid pipe, and I'm talking about water pipe now. I'm not talking about some little tiny rinky-dink thing in your backyard. I'm talking about you know eight-inch diameter, high-pressure pipe okay um you needed to dig an iron and you know piece of board you drive these things together the seals whatever it was big uh, it was it was hard work we didn't dig the ditch okay we had a backhoe that with a real narrow bucket on it that would dig the ditch that was somebody else we knew but you had to get in the ditch with a spade and you had to make the bottom smooth you had to put 2 R C down or 2 rc or 2b down in the bottom that's the kind of stone to lay the pipe on, and then when you put the pipe in there, you had to, when you went to cover it up, you had the front end of the, of the backhoe was, would come over and just real lightly just touch a little bit of stone in the in there, and then you had to shovel around by hand. It was hard work, man. And you're down on the ground, it's hot and sweaty, whatever. So we're taking this ditch, and we're laying pipe, and we're filling it and all the way, and all of a sudden we come up to this stream. They're like, what are we going to do now? How are we going to go around the stream, under the stream, over the stream? Uh-uh. We're going through the stream. Now, what I'm about to tell you never made sense to me and still doesn't make sense to me and I don't know if it ever worked. I'm assuming the people in this town had water though. what did we do? Well, we brought the pipe across the stream. We took it right in the water. We took it across the stream. Now, the, the joints of the water pipe they were a friction fit so what we had to do is we had to build like this container around the pipe was a wooden box probably five feet long probably a a four foot cube and we filled it with concrete we had to divert the water out of it it was like i learned a lot man i learned how to pour concrete i learned how to do that in a stream oh by the way you know there was no like permits or any of that stuff we were just doing this today's world you did something like that in a stream you know you're sitting in jail uh i'm not saying what's right i'm just saying that's the way it was so i learned how to pour concrete what else did i learn i actually learned the meaning and how valuable it is to have extended family to you know to the day he died he and i were great friends because we worked shoulder to shoulder sweating our ass off it was a great it was a great time for both of us you know he he taught me a lot um Again, extended family, big deal. I also learned a lot about concrete. I learned a whole lot about laying pipe, but there's not a whole lot to learn, right? You put it in, you put it together, you fill it back up. That's all I knew. But this whole concrete thing would would treat me to the next stage of my life. Now, I was a construction worker. When I was fourteen years—not fourteen, yeah, sixteen. When I was sixteen or seventeen years old, I was still in high school. I started working as a carpenter, a framing carpenter, and you know, I'd go to work. I'd skip school. I'd go to work after school. I'd work on the weekends. I was making a few bucks here and there. You know, just enough to actually buy beer. You know, beer money—that's what I was called it. So yeah, one time I was working there, this this company and. Uh, this is a company I was working for in high school. They're like, do You know how to pour concrete? Sure, I know how to pour concrete. So I did a little bit of concrete work here and there. Um, so it involves, you know, next step of my life is I'm, I'm I'm a framing carpenter. I'm I'm you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm out of high school. Time to go to work. That work ethic has kicked in. That's stuff my mother and father taught me years ago when I was twelve years old sitting on a mini bike. Go to work, make some money, you know, do something with your life. Don't waste it. So I go to work. It's a construction company. I To this day i've never had a job interview i just showed up on the site i mean for any job i've ever had which i've had and i've had many i have never ever went to a job interview i know the person is hiring i shake their hand i go to work or something along those lines okay somebody knew somebody said max is your guy i'll show up start working no interview no nothing okay well that's the way it was with this this construction company but one of the things our first day works like the guy's like can you pour concrete well, I sure can pour concrete. Okay, so now, a few years pass. I'm still living at home, so I'm I'm under twenty years old, uh, but I'm pouring a ton of concrete. And if you have anything about finishing concrete, it's hot, it's ugly, it's heavy, it's back breaking, it's never ending. Okay, it's just it's hard work. Okay, it is. It's really hard work. So I'm living at home with my mom and dad. One day, um, my mom comes to me and says, hey, you know, look, our small town of 75 people, we're going to build a building. Um, We're going to have a community center. We have no place to gather. We have no place to be a community. Now, I'm a framing carpenter. So my mom says, will you help them out? I said, well, sure, I'll help them out. What do they need? She said, I don't know. I don't know what they need. I'll let you know. So I'm working my tail off. I'm working this construction job. I'm subcontracting uh construction workout. I'm doing drywall. I'm hanging drywall at nights. I'm working at the LP gas business at home, you know, because remember, my mom and dad, my mom and dad have other jobs. My mom's a homemaker. My dad had other jobs. Okay. And, but we had this LP gas business. We were running out of our house on top of everything else. So I agreed to this. You know what, how, how much, what do they want me to do? You know, go hold a ladder or something? I didn't know. No. So it's Saturday, and I let's just say I, you know, I drank myself home from work. I was not feeling in tip-top shape Saturday morning. Mom comes and wakes me up. And says, hey, get out of bed! It's not even daylight yet. Get out of bed! I'm like, wow, wow, what's going on? So like, you got to go over the, to the community center and help them. i was like, well, what are they doing? It's like they need you to pour concrete. I'm like what? Pour concrete? When did this happen? I said I would help. No, 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 you're doing it. Uh, are there people there? Like, well, they rounded up, you know, five or six people. I said, like, you're talking about probably... This community center was probably... I don't know. Let me think about it. Oh, there's it 10 yards per truck. There's probably 40 yards of concrete. That's a lot of concrete. Maybe 50 yards of concrete. We are pouring that day. Um i'm not going to go into specifics of it but you know between bowl floating and screeding it and pouring it and then you know running the power trowel on it and doing all the hand trowel work at wrong the edges there was a, this is a lot of work four or five guys that don't know how to pour concrete is not the way to go so luckily some of the other people in the community realized that we're pouring concrete and they knew something one of them even had a trowel you know a magnesium trowel to come finish concrete with oh my lord what a day you know i'm sweating I'm pitching, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm not doing it out loud, but all it was my community, you know, I'm trying to do something really good for me, is, you know, I didn't know it was going to happen like this, but, you know, the day ended, and I'm, I am dog, bone, tired, I'm dragging my butt home, uh, matter of fact, I may have even driven my mini bike that was left, or it was sitting there, and it was, because my pickup truck, I think, was out of gas that day, and I didn't have any money, or something like that, or, yeah, I spent all my money in the bar the night before, something like that. I drove, I think I actually took this little tiny mini bike and went over to this because this construction site was I don't know, half a mile away from my house. Uh, it was actually at the end of the landing strip where our planes landed in this hometown. So, what did I learn? First of all, my mother, my father taught me a work ethic. And through this community effort, I learned a whole lot about being a community member, being active in the community. It's not about money. So think. Why did you do it? There probably was a higher purpose. I know in my case there is. That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tails Max signing off. It's not my...